Right, there are three of us here ready to do the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast, but one of them is a last-minute replacement. More on that in a second, but boys, hands in pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. The World Cup is a month away now. And we've got the warm-up games to talk about. Uh, Wales against Ireland. We've got Argentina against South Africa and a famous victory. Another upset. Well, you could argue an upset. Maybe not so much. But uh, Australia Rugby Championship winners. A sale all-time best team. And the World Cup A to Z continues. But, as I mentioned, the Egg Chasers trio is, is a bit different than normal. I'm Tim. I'm still here. Phil's still here. You right, Phil? Hi, Tim. Yes, very good. Thank you. But, as I look across, I see Brino. <laughs> friend of the pod- friend of the podcast, and you've been on many times before. But you're here in place of JB. Now, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel cruel laughing, but um, right. I tell you what. Before we before we hear about the reason why JB's not here, uh, let's quickly have a little look round the game this week. Uh, Northampton smash up a pub. Yeah, they were accused by uh, no no charges have been brought, uh, but they were accused of being basically rude, obnoxious, uh, and smashing glasses in a Northampton pub on a bit of a what sounds like a bit of a team building uh, night. I, I don't personally believe it. I, I, I find it hard. I, I, to you be- can't read too much into that though. That could be massively blown out of proportion. That could, be one, all... that could be one old dear on a Sunday afternoon yeah. who just took 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 offence to a bunch of loud lads. Yeah. yeah, one glass gets dropped. a couple of pints. But, Every rugby club, if you followed them, you know, probably I mean, blown out of all proportion. Yeah, and, and, think... and let's flip that on his head. When they won the Premiership, they drove back from Twickenham rather than go out on a bender themselves. They drove back to the clubhouse to spend it with the fans. So they, yeah. they, they've got a good sense of community yeah. in Northampton. Benefit so. of the doubt, absolutely. Yeah, for agreed. Sure. For sure. Right. Bryn, because I know that Phil knows the answer to this. Guess who Sale Sharks' fittest person is, oh, sorry, second fittest person is in the pre-season fitness tests? Who's the first? Uh, we don't actually know the we first. We don't know the but first. The second, we just... second fittest? Yeah. I'll give you a clue. It's, it's a bit more, it's more surprising, that's why it's the second fittest. Not Sam's tweet. <laughs> I can't even say his name. Sam Tuitupu. Definitely not Avery Lewis Roberts. Definitely not. What's the names? I've no idea. Peter Stringer, 37 Ah, years old and the second fittest in the sales squad. They they always used to talk about it, like how fit he was. Meticulous. Yeah, and how much time he spent into it. But to be 37 and still doing that. Fair play. Yeah, very impressive. That's why he's had the longevity of a career. Yeah, looking after himself. I mean, he probably is what? Uh, three stone lighter than the next uh, heavy next yeah. lightest player, but still, it is impressive. And uh, right, well, there's there's Stade Francais have launched their kits, eclectic as ever, artistic as ever, um, in various shades of pink, um, made by Asics. What do you make of that? I quite like them. Yeah, they're they're certainly bold. I kind of like the, the the two change kits more than I like the actual first team kit with the lightning pink lightning bolts down it. I'm not I'm not the one with the yeah. The one, the white one with the, the like, like pink the Roman statue, Roman statue, god type yeah. things. Yeah, it's, JB it's, will love it. Won't it's he? bold. It's it's exactly what it should be because Stade Francais' kit has to be like that, like yeah, yeah, bright pink, in your face, loud. So it's good. I like them. I like them. And completely the other end of the spectrum from that, Adidas have released a line of limited edition all black boots and all black for two reasons. One, because they're exclusive to all black players. And secondly, because they're all black. 
Well, they're, they're exclusive to all black players and anyone willing to shell out £140 to, to <laughs> strut around at your local rugby club with them. They're like a matte black, aren't they? They're yeah, like they not shiny. They, look, they do look amazing, don't and they? And there's like four different types of them as well, isn't there? Uh, for the different positions, there's wow. like uh, type five, back, back row... Yeah, half I'd love the pair of them, but I can't, couldn't just. Hundred forty quid. <laughs> I'd rather just get a black permanent marker and just sell it <laughs> on my own. Boots. Get a pair of old predators yeah. and uh, black, put black on the uh, Adidas stripes. Right. Well, we got lo- <laughs> <laughs> we got loads to talk about on this podcast, but uh, like we've mentioned, JB is not here. So, what is going on there? Well, come on, you boys were there last night, so you were at a wedding. Yeah, we were. We were over in Sheffield, uh, Sheffield, and then Derby, Derbyshire. Um, for a, a wedding, friend of ours wedding. Yeah. Me, Bryn and JB were all there. Fantastic evening and then really good, really good day all round. Yeah. A few beers were drunk. Yeah. But it was out in the countryside in like a country manner. And there happened to be a tree house, a rope swing, a zip line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and JB after a a couple of beers decided it would be a good idea to, for him to go on the zip line. Yeah, it was late on in the evening as well. <laughs> it was it? quite he, late. He came up to me and said, come on, we're going on the zip line. And I, even in my state, thought that doesn't sound like a good <laughs> idea. I was thinking, I don't want to have to buy a new suit on uh, for the next wedding I go to. So <laughs> decided against it. JB didn't, went on it. And I'm sure he'll explain what happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's call him as well. Hello, you're through to the personal bedside telephone number of a patient at the Stepping Hill Hospital. <laughs> please, please remember, whilst they are in hospital, they may be with medical staff. Thank you for listening. We're connecting your call now. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. JB. How are we all? What the heck, Jay? Jay, I feel like I need to play um, some music in the background. And the only other time I've seen people having accidents on rope swings is when you've been framed. So, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kid you not. It was absolutely terrifying. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Uh, so it has, um, has, has still informed you of my antics of last night. Well, Bryn, Bryn and Phil explained what you did. Bryn explained that he swerved it and went, there's no way I'm doing that, and that you went for it. So tell us about the incident that happened. Yeah, so we get to this place in Bakewell. Uh, absolutely beautiful, beautiful place. I won't name the place because it's not fair on the owner who explicitly said to everyone, the rope swing is not safe, do not use it. <laughs> Did, didn't you say it was padlocked up so, as well? It was padlocked up. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> myself and a couple of intrepid explorers um, get, got there about 11 o'clock and after 10 minutes of trying to undo the padlock, we actually managed to get, get the padlock undone. <laughs> and... Um, I sat off down this rope swing. Oh, it's not rope swing, sorry, zip wire. Now, the problem being, when it's pitch black, you don't know when a zip wire is going to finish, do you? So, <laughs> when it finally hit the buffers, oh, and this is when it got bad. When it finally hit the buffers, I had no idea. So, I was flung. I believe I was flung about 12 foot in the air, and I hit a tree. And on the way down, I've impaled myself just above my buttocks. Uh, blew the spine somehow and I was stuck on a branch for about five seconds whilst I wiggled oh, my way off oh my god my Ow. Um, and I was kind of caught kind of 
on a branch. It was caught by my belt. When I did wiggle off, I had to, I had to fall a further six foot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, not too good. Not so, too good at all. So, Jay, you've just, you've just had an operation a couple of hours ago, haven't you? Yeah, I've literally just come off uh, operating about maybe about an hour and a half ago. General, general, was it? Yeah. General, yeah. Was it, yeah. Does, does, it feel, does it feel like when you cut... I've never come around from general, but people tell me it's like the best sleep they've ever had. Um... Yeah, I was really nervous about that, actually. Um, it, 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 it was fine. I mean, obviously, my, my, my first thought went immediately to the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> about, get, uh, about getting on air. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it is, it's quite, quite peculiar. Quite peculiar, indeed. Yeah, but you're, you're all OK after your exploratory ass investigation that they've just done. I, Think on the balance of things. This is actually the best possible outcome which could ever have happened. <laughs> so um, yeah, I got very lucky. Is how yeah. I feel. I imagine. I, I imagine you were ch- you were in your head. You were channeling your inner Andy Powell uh, before you set <laughs> off. That. What would Andy Powell Andy, do? Is what you asked. <laughs> and Andy Powell would have gone through that tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah. wow! Well, we're all glad you made it, mate. It, could have been a it sounds like it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, if I either hit the tree front on, uh, I think it would be some serious internal damage. And if it was a little bit higher up, it would, it would almost certainly have been spinal cord damage. And either side, it would have been, been straight into the kidneys. So I, I am incredibly lucky. But, you know, that's just how it is. <laughs> You're a lucky guy, Jay. Impaled yourself on a tree. It's a good job you've got oh. a big old rump to, to take, yeah. take that impaling. Plenty of glutes to absorb. Good job you've it. had that exactly. Jeff Parling outfit to go and do your uh, don't go and do your squats in. Yeah. <laughs> Get that rump nice you won't and strong. Be squatting for a while now. God no. <laughs> it was or been. I, I, I honestly thought when I was impaled on the branch, six foot up in the air. I've got to get down before uh, my teammates find out because I look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Did you shout back up? Don't bother coming down. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Jeez, Jay. Very good. Oh man, I, I almost feel stupid talking about rugby, but it is the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast after all. So let's talk rugby. Yeah, well, well, come on then, because you, you might get dragged off, or get you might have a, a nurse or someone coming uh, want to. Want to fiddle with your buttocks again? So <laughs> no, no. I've been I, I, I've been very explicit that for the next forty minutes or so, I'll be doing nothing but the egg chasers rugby podcast. Oh wow, <laughs> this is amazing. Well, where, where where do you want to start then, Jay? Uh, why don't we start with um, Wales Island? All right. Ooh, you, you really want to start there, Jay? Let's get out of the way with. Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah, because on last week's podcast, you know, it, it, you've been saying "hear me now, believe me later" on Twitter a lot. But one of the things you said was Wales are going to top the pool in the World Cup, and yeah. um, I don't know. It, it's hard to know what to read into that performance by Wales because they 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 weren't a full strength side. But then this is a squad kind of thing, isn't it? Well, neither of them were full strength sides. No. Um, they were both the equivalent sides. And while you can't read into it, because if if Wales played Ireland in the World Cup, it would be two completely different teams. I do think it has a bearing because it shows you, one, if a few players get injured, these boys will be playing, and it shows that Ireland's mm-hmm. replacements are more capable. But it also shows the depth because some of those those mm-hmm. Ireland players, like Andrew, Andrew Trimble, that was his first game in a year, yeah. Yeah, really stepped absolutely. up. That, that tackle, that tackle, that tackle wow. when he's... Yeah. On the, Eli Walker. Not just the physicality of it, but the timing and knowing yeah. when to do that that led to the Keith Hall's yeah. try was, it was brilliant. It wasn't the best pass from Hook, though. It, it, 
it came with sirens that fast. <laughs> <it? In> <laughs> yeah. The one thing I would say, I don't think we've learned a whole lot. I think we'll know better when they play each other on the 29th of August. Um, we already knew Wales outside of the, you know, top, uh, the first 15, the first year's 15, they haven't got the strength and depth. They, in, um, in a couple of positions they do. I think the second row yeah, they do. I think yeah. Tipperick is an e- excellent replacement. Yeah, absolutely. They're, yeah, they're in, in certain positions they have got the strength and depth, but what really worried me was um, the front row. So if you look yeah. at that front row, they picked Nicky Smith, who's got a reputation as a bit of a scrummager. I was looking forward to seeing him play against Mike Ross. Hibbard is a Lions, he, you know, a Lions yeah. mm-hmm. um, test lion. He's going to be going to the World Cup. Um, and then Aaron Jarvis is potentially going to be backing up either Thomas Francis, Samson Lee, or he could be starting. We don't yeah. know where either Thomas Francis is at or Samson Lee. It's really worrying. If Wales get an injury in the front row... It's now even more worrying because Australia's scrum was superb against yeah. New Zealand. And oh, that, God, yeah. And that was one of the things that you'd say, right, even if Wales are going to be beaten outside by the Australian backline, their scrum should be, be dominant and be able to get uh, territory and field yeah. position. Now, maybe not. Not well, so much. Uh, am I right, Jay? You thought Wales might win. Mm. And I, I said it'd be close, but I thought Ireland will pull through just for their more, probably more experience. Yeah. But the worrying thing for me was the defence. Like, I expected yeah. Wales' defence and physicality to be right up there. I didn't expect them to be very slick. A real good defence and everyone just to be going flat out. Those and first, they leaked 35 points at home. Those first two yeah. tries, there wasn't a, a hand no, laid, laid on, on Darren it. Cave or Jamie Heaslip. It it's, couldn't be more different from those that last nine minutes or whatever of that uh, Ireland game, yeah. of the Ireland game yeah, in the Millennium absolutely. in yeah. March. From what I understand, the Welsh team have only just started involving ball work now. Yeah. So we've basically got a bunch of backups who have trained together but not played together. Yeah. Um, but the but the defence, I mean, that's where we pride ourselves. And if we're doing all this physical conditioning, half the defence is just work rates and attitude anyway. Mm. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. that's, uh, that, that was a real disappointing part. Who do you think came out of the game with any credit, though? Tipperick. Yeah. Tipperick, obviously. Um, Jake Ball is industrious, but I don't think Day is in it, no. uh, an international class second row. No. Not by a long stretch. I'd agree with but that. At least we know There's a lot of chat in the papers today that we might have seen the last of James Hook and Mike Phillips, which... It's quite sad if that's the case, but you know Gatlin's not afraid to make big calls. I think he'd be more than happy to, to get rid of Hawk. I mean, he's yeah. kind of been doing that for God knows how long. I think he'll <laughs> keep, Mike, keep, keep Mike, Mike Phillips, because he's stuck with Mike through you know, um, yeah. all the disciplinary issues, all going to France. Just ask Dwayne Peel. I mean, Dwayne Peel, I think, is the better technician of the two. Yeah. But just yeah. because he went to sale... But no, Mike Phillips you. is not the Mike Phillips of three, you know, even two years ago now. I he's, just, I think he's really uh, in danger of getting left out of the squad. He's second but, choice at Racing Metro. Yeah. He, he plays a bit part there, so... Is he, he's not going to come off the bench and change things, I don't think, anymore. But the only thing I'll say for Mike Phillips is he does offer something different. Well, I mean, he offers something different to almost everyone else. And from my point of view, how do you prepare for a Mike Phillips? I mean, it's not like you've got a spare six-foot-four scrum half somewhere. You get a good photographer and someone, some lighting, and that's how you just, prepare for Mike Phillips. He looks like he was never really pacey, but he just looks slow. I just wonder if it's you know one one tournament too far for him, but we'll see. You know, just a... on the James uh, Hook front, like I say, he didn't cover himself in glory particularly. Um, no. But uh, isn't it interesting that he's got called up again from Gloucester, and yet we're also hearing this this stuff about Talupe Falatau. Yeah, yeah. Um, will 
not be considered for Wales if he goes to Bath. That's just a bit peculiar, that. Yeah, and Matthew Morgan played. Yeah. He's in Bristol. Yeah. In Championship, yeah. In Championship, yeah. Um, but Ian Evans wasn't considered. Just a bit of, from, is it just Gatland's Bristol. games? Yeah, I think so. It's 100% what it is. Gatland... Gatland wants to keep him, so he yeah. wants access. Yeah. But I, if, if Father Tau did actually move to Bath... I'm pretty certain he would still get picked because he's far and away the best eight in Wales. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because you know, there's no way Felipe Falatau is going to be the player he could be at Newport Gwent Dragons as opposed to going to, say, Bath. I just can't see, see any downside to Wales. They can still get hold of him. The contract stuff's a bit tricky, but he's going to be a better player for playing next to, you know, George <laughs> Ford and everyone else. I do think Premier Rugby has been a bit short-sighted. They want the best players, so they should be able to release him. Uh, particularly if, if Bath are willing to do it, yeah. why should they yeah. prevent Bath from doing it? Yeah, especially so that, with the top fourteen just over the pond, you know. It, yeah. It, it, the the other option they were talking about was having him on a a loan deal, so he's contracted to Dragons, but Bath loan him. Oh, really? Which is something you never so see he'd in rugby. Be outside of the he he would be his, his contract would be with Gwent Dragons, right. so he would be released uh, in the window. <laughs> There, that is cool. yeah. Great guy, isn't he? So the money's on him being a, a Bath player, then. Well, you'd have to say it's now. It's as a Welsh still fan, though, I prefer him to stay at the Dragons because it just means he gets access to all the training camps. He picks and chooses his games, and he's going to be fresh and ready to go for Wales. And that's at mm. the end of the day what you need. But the Dragons will not be playing any European semi-finals, quarter-finals, any um, yeah. Premiership yeah. finals like Bath will be. He'll be I getting agree. that big game experience. From a personal point of view, for his career aspirations, he wants to be having a, a you know an illustrious international and club career. However, his pedigree is undoubted, so we know he's going to turn up and play in the big games. He's good enough. But if he was going to join um, another club, I think Bath's quite a good one for, in, in that sense. Absolutely. In that sense, because yes, as Phil says, he's going to play big, tense games that will, you know, yep. test him. But secondly, they've got a massive squad. Yeah, and he'll get he rotated. rotated. Absolutely. Racing Metro players who play in the top fourteen, they eke out every penny. They pay in big bucks, but yeah. they get every penny's worth oh, of those yeah. players. Do, do you think rugby's going a little bit the way? I know um, cricket's quite current because of what's happened with the Ashes, where players, there's a lot of good cricket players who hardly ever play for the counties. Yeah. And it's going a little bit like that, where the international game is so dominant, especially in Wales. The top teams play 14, 15 international games a year. You have a week off before each one of those from your club games. Um, So they do miss quite a lot. You'll end up playing as much for your club as you will do for for your country. I'll tell you what, I'll move it, um, I'll move it back on to what happened on the pitch yep. yesterday. I, I'm just going to play this, this, <laughs> this from Game of Thrones again. Shame. What, what do you think? Have a guess what you think yeah, I'm playing yeah, yeah. this for. Hmm. Oh, the, yeah, what? The kit. The kit. Wales oh. is kit. <laughs> Shame. Wales I is kit. Shame. Yeah, I, I, sadly, I agree as We've well. We've got two Welshmen both not, not approving of the kit. We're big advocates of the England kit after going to the launch. I'd just like to remind you of that one. <laughs> I just, I mean, did they just add this? Did they just add the stripes to the sake Yeah, of it? the yeah. shoulders. Gold, shoulder, gold piping. I'm not feeling that at all. <sighs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not, we've not even won a World Cup. It's not like gold piping in honour of the cup, cup that we once that we once won. It's just a complete and utter waste, waste of time. Couldn't agree more. I like the picture that we've been <laughs> sent of the uh, the future armour captain 
Uh, we've seen it on Twitter. <laughs> with a, What's his name? It, Zach, Zach, Zach Brannigan or something. That's it, Zach Brannigan. Zach Brannigan. <laughs> just got it up on the laptop, that is. <laughs> That's a great it's, spot. It's almost dead. Whoever spotted that and first tweeted it, yeah, well, well done, yeah. well done to you, because it is superb. <laughs> oh, but Wales' kits have just... I can't remember the last really good Welsh kit. Oh, I tell no, you what, we have had some. You've had we some shockers. Some absolute stinkers. And do you know what? The, <laughs> the most devastating um, kits in my living memory was when Wales decided to put Rockport. Oh, yes. Oh, God. They had yeah. the, the, They've not yeah. had the best sponsors. Like, yeah, Brains were a good sponsor, though. That made sense. Yeah, Brains were, yeah, but Admiral a is a big old logo, isn't it? It's mm. tough to make the shirt look slick. thing is right. Um, the last World Cup kit was nice. It was all right. Mm. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah you're probably yeah, right it was, It's that. relative, relative to this monstrosity that you've got at the moment, yeah. it was good. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> it's like that theory of relativity, you know, you have to have something, it's like the, the yin and the yang, you have to have something bad to have something good. And on the same day, you had Wales's kit on one rugby pitch, and you had... Oh, I know what you're going to say. Argentina's. I, on another rugby pitch. Yeah. I love that kit. I, uh, I've been trying to find out where you can buy it from. It doesn't seem to be commercially available. Because it was a, it was like a centenary one-off. F- 50, years 50 years since the first Argentina team toured South Africa. And the, the 1965 team were actually in the ground to watch the victory, which was super... Were they? Yeah. Now, look, I'm not saying correlation is causation, but they were that beautiful kit. And then they win away in South Africa for the first time ever. I know. I, I hear you. Do the maths. Yeah. Do the maths. I hear you. That kit is... Oh, I'm just looking at the pictures what, now. What's wrong with collars? What, what, there seems to be an aversion to collars in rugby now. Yeah. yeah. But that's just showing just well, how good it can look. A collar doesn't strike me as a naturally high-performance uh, high piece of kit. No, you're no, right. It does look good. It does look good. Yeah. yeah. There's no denying that. And how well did they it's play like, Argentina? Oh, I wow. know. What yeah. a place yeah, to go I mean, get your first away win. <laughs> I know. I know. Fair but play. It, it, the manner as well, the manner of the victory. So they were dominant up front at the breakdown and then out wide played expansive, yeah. good, open open running rugby. Imhoff, who scored a hat-trick, and then the Bosch try after one minute. And it, it was just, they took their chances. Their execution was superb. It was uh, outstanding Absolutely. Bet, I really didn't predict it. But it's, it's, again, it's again super. It's, it's like watching, watching the football preseason and then watching how the teams actually play. It doesn't doesn't bear a, a, a great relationship. I, I don't know if this we could end up kidding ourselves or whether you actually go. No, Argentina are a potential, are a real big banana skin for someone at the World Absolutely. Cup. Absolutely. Oh, they have to be. They have to I, be. I read today as well that the the coach has changed the squad a little bit, so they're picking like players who are native to um, to Argentina playing there. And gone away from picking all the European-based players. Well, the, and the results speak for itself, doesn't it? I mean, the, no, I didn't. I didn't realise that. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. In fairness, until I read it. But they're they're getting a Super Rugby franchise in not before time. In a, yeah. I think it's not next season. The season after, yeah. oh, 2016, yeah. next season. And they've said that team could be a monster. Well, I mean, the whole population of Argentina, if it takes off behind that one team, that could yeah. be a real, real proposition. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they've also said that. They want that team to basically, the Argentinian national team, to be picked basically from that team. Which so makes it's, sense. It's, they're going to be, that effectively, their national team will be playing together 30 games a season. Yeah, that's which will be, it'll wow. be a hell of a match yeah. for anyone else. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, imagine yeah, they, how coherent their, uh, their, their forward pack could be, because they're already beasts, aren't they? Now, they're, they're in the, the same pool as New Zealand, 
Yeah. Uh, the others are Tonga, Georgia, and Namibia. So you would assume that they will be getting out of the group stage. Yeah. And then they will play France or Ireland, depending who tops which group. Yeah. And I think I think they're pretty well matched up for pretty well matched up for France. Uh, yes, I'd go with you that. I can't discard Tonga though. They did they did well in 2011. I know they're not the, they beat, the strongest. Beat France Ireland, in 2011, but, yeah. but yeah. I still think Argentina. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think yeah. they might top that group the way France are at the moment. Yeah. Now, you know me, guys. I don't like talking about myself too much, but <laughs> <laughs> I did say at, at the start of the start of the tournament, I made three sorts of predictions, and I I, I do have one wrong because I said. Um, the, the biggest winners of the rugby championship will be Australia because they'll tinker around and finally they will get the team that they want. But I think I think that's roughly where, where we are. Yeah. yeah. I said that the All Blacks would come unstuck. That's fine. But I did get it wrong because I thought the attritional nature of the championship would actually wear down Argentina. I actually think it hasn't worn down Argentina. It's South Africa, which, yeah. which will be the biggest losers. Three to, uh, defeats. The championship. Three defeats. Yeah. Not just that, and, and they're missing some key personnel. Yeah. Matt Field's out injured. Yanni Duplessis injured. Jean de Villiers, who came back to captain them, has broke his jaw. Yeah. The World How's Cup, he? The World Cup starts in five weeks, yeah. and he is out six for up weeks. to six weeks yeah. with a broken jaw. Oh, and no. he's the one player who needed match fitness, didn't he? He yeah. needed to be training, because he's obviously just up and running again with his knee after yeah. his knee injury. So. But it, it might, that might actually be a good thing, because it will just cement Creel and Dialandi yeah. as their starting yeah. centres. It might allow him to focus more around that. In the way that... You know, Jonathan Joseph probably wouldn't even be in the England squad now, were yeah. it not for the fact that there were so many injuries. Ex- exactly, exactly. So it, there's positives and negatives. A tight head is a bit of a concern for them at the moment, particularly after being beaten up by that that Argentinian scrum. We'll, we'll find we'll find out with South Africa. I, they should have beaten the All Blacks, I think. They should have beaten Australia, and yeah. they've they've come and stuck against Argentina. I don't know whether yeah. that's going to be an outlier or whether Argentina are just coming in some form. But South Africa, they almost don't need any warm-up games because their pool is, is warm-up games. Yeah. Yeah. Samoa, Japan, Scotland, USA. Every time I hear the names in that group and then think to the England, Wales, <laughs> Australia, Fiji group, it's just... Fiji just won the, so the Pacific Nations it. Cup. For As a Fiji, Welshman, I'm worried about t- this now. <laughs> I know, I know. Listen, I'm going to change the, the tack slightly. We've still got our World Cup A to Z to talk about. We've still got the sale all-time best team to talk about, but... Um, I'm going to put some kind of serious sounding music on because we need to we need to get to the bottom of this. What has Billy Twelve Trees got on Stuart Lancaster? <laughs> it's a good question. As, I don't know. Did did Stuart Lancaster sleep with Billy Twelve Trees' missus? And this is just <laughs> payback. What what happened here? Because. Uh, I mean, last week we debated the the call that was going to happen in the England squad, and Stuart Lancaster had mentioned before he was going to call nine players. It ended up being just seven, including three wingers. Including three wingers. Yeah. I think Lancaster's mad. I think it's absolutely <laughs> insane. I mean, he's so into the RFU coaching handbook of all these bits and pieces. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Billy Twelve is just there because he's really, really good for the atmosphere, or something equally as stupid. Just good community, good community work. <laughs> Yeah, great community work. Nice guy. Do, um, doesn't speed. Doesn't drink. Drive. Yeah, you can play as <laughs> national rugby. <laughs> um, it, it is quite interesting. It, it shows from two sides. It's really good, really positive because we expected a hooker and a second row to be cut. Yeah, and it shows that there's just too much depth. There's too much strength in that team in both positions. 
uh, to make that call at this stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they want to see all of them having some actual game time rather than cutting someone now. So that's it's good for competition. I think they've got very consistent strength, but I don't think it's top end strength. If that makes sense, I, I don't think England have got a standout hooker right now. Yeah, if you were averaging the ability of a squad, England would be right up there. But you're talking about first fifteen. Yeah. So they've all, yeah. still got a cut eight, is it? Still. To uh, go. They so cut they... seven from forty-five, so they're so thirty-eight. 38 so there's seven seven more, seven more to cut. Seven. Which more. ones did we get right, and which ones did we get wrong? Well, it wasn't it wasn't about getting it right and wrong because remember we weren't guessing <laughs> what Stuart Lancaster would pick. We were saying what we would pick, but um, the ones that Stuart Lancaster agreed with us on yeah. were Rocco de Guni. Um, Yard Marlon Yard Kvesic Kvesic yeah. And Dixon He got rid of Kvesic Got rid of Dixon Got rid of Yard Got rid of Rocco Daguni He got rid of uh, And then he got rid of Ashton Who we kept in for the time being In our yeah. squad he, he ignored us on that one We got rid of Billy Twelve Trees um, Who he kept And we kept Kyle Eastman Who he's decided to let go And Which is such a stupid decision It does seem silly I, doesn't it The form 12 in the Premiership Who yeah. can Who can do Things, game changer as well. He yeah. can do things with both his hands and his feet, like passing and kick, uh, passing and running yeah. that no other centre in the world can do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And he's kept Burgess, who is not a twelve or a thirteen. He's a six. It's it's and only, he's an it's six. only the Eastman one that I think is is an odd odd decision because I think the other ones you could argue. Yeah. Could go, and in fairness to Lancaster, if he's cut, if his intention is to cut three wingers. He may as well do it now if yeah. he's happy. Whereas if he's happy that those three are the ones that are going, he may as well make that decision now. Yeah. And and if if Luke Cowan Dickey and you know Jamie sorry George you're on the podcast now you need to refer to him as Mullet Hyphen Dickey. Yeah, Mullet Hyphen Dickey. So if they're not <laughs> if he's not sure, take the extra time until he's made up his mind. Absolutely. If I was an England fan, Eastman would be the one I'd be disappointed about. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, excuse yeah. me. And not only that, uh, as a Bath fan. If you are a Bath fan, I'm obviously not a Bath fan, but if, you, <laughs> if I was one, um, I, it, this worries me because the big draw for Carl Eastman to be in Union was, of course, in the international rugby. And I read today that there is rumours of him joining Warrington, and I'd be devastated to see that. I, I would as well. I would for the Premiership. And, I, I would be. Yeah, and i put it squarely at the feet of Stuart Lancaster. <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> well, he, he decided to keep Corbs. Uh, we recommended cutting Corbs um, and keeping Matt Mullen. That's yeah. purely on the strength of what we saw in the Premiership. Maybe Stuart Lancaster seen something different during the training camp. Yeah. To uh, suggest. Yeah, I assume he does because I can't see a good reason for getting rid of Mullen. I think he's a very, very high-quality prop. I mean, that's, um, the, that's the third choice uh, loosehead prop and it may well be that Corbs will go anyway. Ahead of the World Cup, yeah, potentially. Just... But we also we do also know that Mullen was apparently the fittest of the tight five, and yeah. and Ashton was the fittest in the squad. So he's got rid of two of the guys that top the fitness tests. So what? And it must have been the skills side, or yeah. I don't, well, I don't he, know. he's come out and said about Ashton, it's his defense and defense, his work right. under the high ball. He's just not happy with. So that's what Phil. That, yeah, Phil, Phil called it last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah hear him, hear him now. He, believe he, him later. He did say the most impressive player in the entire training squad in the camps had been uh, Johnny May. He did. So, mm, I did. And did you see? Did, did you see? Well. You did mention the Johnny May. <laughs> did you see the picture I posted of Johnny May on Twitter? Um, doing a d- th- there's clearly a crash mat in, yes. the, in, in the try line area, <laughs> and England were practicing doing a big dive uh, to score hand. tries, one-handed try wow. in the air. Yeah, with oh, a Farrell. I just, I just assumed that he'd come off a zip line. <laughs> <laughs> Impaled himself on the corner flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
if you look at the players England have cut there, though, it, it really brings it into focus how much strength and depth they've got in the front five yeah. versus Wales. The fact yeah. you could leave someone like Matt Mullen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Agreed. what we do for Matt, uh, yeah. uh, Matt Mullen now? Oh. Crikey, he's a good player. Yeah. Seven more to cut. I think, for the most part, you can. Uh, he's delaying the inevitable. A second row is going to go. He's yeah. delaying the inevitable. A hooker's going to go. Um, he's de- s- possibly delaying the inevitable. That Callum Clark's also going to go, and maybe, I, I, and maybe, and maybe, Cor- Clark, maybe Corbs as well. I think most of the cuts in the backs might have been done. It's just maybe Sippers and he's, he's and just one got a centre. He's got a firm up, yeah. And I think a lot of that will depend on Henry Slade, whether he can use him as a utility or he has to have the the centres and yeah. tens being spe- specific. Uh, well, hear me now. Believe me later. Callum Clark will not be going. I think like, I have to really rate him. <laughs> Really? really? Well, we'll be going else? to the World Cup. Won't be going out of the squad. Who else can he drop from the back, the back row? Because the, the rest yeah. are Rob Shaw, Vunipola, Morgan, who, who, assuming he's fit, will go. Yeah. Is the, the question over fitness is the only thing. Um, Wood, like, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure who else he can drop. Did you mention that um, Tom Croft is coming in for some fitness training? Yes, it was, I, yeah. Um, Nick Mullins tweeted it that Croft. Simpson and Foden because they've all been outside of the squad they've been doing pre-season with their respective teams those three were reported as uh, attending a fitness assessment that must and I can only think that must be for you know if there's an injury in the pecking order rather than breaking into the 31 man squad yeah because all three of those were excluded from the squad because of injuries towards the end of the season Croft will be fine. Stuart Lancaster should know this by now. When there's a big, when there's a big tournament yeah, or a Lions tour, ready. Yeah. he's ready. World Cup, Lions tour, bring out <laughs> Croft. 31st of August, they've got to release the squad. The squad, right. right. So, so in between now and then, yeah. pre-season games, you can actually have a direct comparison where it's close and make those decisions. I think you've got to give Lancaster a bit of credit because we say that he's you know one for very hard, hard, fast rules, you know, and he sticks sticks to his guns, but. He's showing a little bit of flexibility Flex, there yeah. to bring three players in. Like Foden mm-hmm. is a totally different fullback uh, to Good. He could yeah. he could yeah. offer something off the bench. Yeah. Um, Croft, another one off the bench. Yeah. We know how um, devastating he can be in open play. Um, it does strike so, me as strangely pragmatic. Well, it's, well I, I wouldn't I agree just think, with that. I think it's it's interesting to understand. He's exploring it. his options. Let's, isn't yeah. It? Let's so, not read into it any more no, than that. No, I agree. Uh, right. No, let's uh, read into it. <laughs> <laughs> JB, I'm glad we got you on the phone, JB, because I was worried that uh, you wouldn't be able to have any part in picking an all-time sale team. Well, it's pretty easy. I just read out the team from, what, 2005? 2005, <laughs> yeah. 2006, they won the Premiership. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably, so, probably the, easiest, the, the easiest one that there is. So we're moving through the Premiership and picking the best team that have worn that shirt for that club in the professional era. So... Sail Sharks then, JB. All right then. So, uh, well, loose head prop, relatively straightforward. Sheridan? Sheridan. Correct. Yeah. Um, yep. Now, weirdly, I don't think Sail have had that many good props. If you look through their list of props, outside of Sheridan, obviously was world class. I don't see any really good tight heads. Are you no. Lewis Roberts? <laughs> Tony, 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 Buckley, <laughs> Tony Buckley Tony Buckley He was massive <laughs> Useless strangely enough, strangely enough If you did get a CV And you removed the name Of Avian Lewis Roberts 
And you had the thing, you know, he was there when they won the Premiership, I think, so he's got that on a CV. He's had a few years in to, in in in, uh, in Toulon, a Welsh cap. You'd probably think of signing that guy. Yeah. Until he shows up at training, you think, no, absolutely not. Yeah. But what you definitely wouldn't do is swap Avian <laughs> Lewis-Roberts for Andrew Sheridan. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a transfer I would not be making. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, I'm open to suggestions for tight heads. Lionel, Lionel Faree, was he another Lionel loose head? Farvey, he was a that loose is, head. He yeah. was a loose head as well. I think he, he was from the era when they, a lot of them could play both. I think that but, looking at how that Karena Wahongi performed for well, when he left Sale under that cloud because the drugs, he's, he's a flazer. He could have he could have been if he if he well, if he'd been allowed to stick around. Strange you mention that because I was I was think I was thinking of him, but I thought he was a loose head too. No, he's a tight end. I, I, I didn't have a tight head, but no, it's go for Henry him. Thomas. Sorry? Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Yeah, again, uh, he had a, a, a good season. I think Sale fans would kind of go, he's a good player, but... Uh, yeah. Cop, well, cop, if you're going to look at Henry Thomas, you've got to look at Cobblash too. Yeah. yeah. Got to. yeah. Let's just give it to Cobblash. Unless, um, what was the, the bald chap who played there for years? Stuart Turner. Oh, yeah. Stuart, he, Stuart he, Turner now owns a Biltong farm, I think. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Is he the so. one that did the ear biting? No, not Stuart. No, that is Kevin Yates. That's Kevin, Kevin Yates. Yates. Yeah, he'd be yeah. another loose head chap. Stuart, yeah, Stuart Turner was there for a long time. I think he was yeah. there in the Premiership final when they won it. So. Let's do that one then. Um, go on then, Hooker, Jay. Um, well, for me, well, in my mind, there was only one, but I've had a lot of people mentioning Steve, Steve Diamond, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Uh, I think Sebastian Bruno is head and shoulders yeah. the best hooker that they've had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tits was there for a year or two I as well. I like Andy Tits, I thought he was a very good player. Uh, but yeah. I'd go um, Bruno. In incredible shape. He yeah. is in incredible shape. He, he, once he was but, doing a, a pre-season coaching, uh, some fitness stuff at Sedgley a few years ago, and said he can't can't do um, can't do snatch properly because his biceps are too big. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what a problem to have. <laughs> he, he was joking. Uh, God, there's second rows. I mean, um, it's, okay. one of them's easy, right? Yeah. Lobby. Yeah, Ignacio. Carlos Ignacio Fernandez Lobby. What a player. Yeah. And I've also fudged a bit because I think that I'd probably go with either Jason White. That's what I'd do. Or, yeah, or even Sebastian Chabal. Uh, yeah. Sebastian Chabal is too valuable at eight. He's too iconic an eight as well. He did play uh, second row for France in 2007 World Cup, didn't he? So come on then, um, mm. so we've got Jason White and, and Fernandez Lobby. Yeah. Which means which his, his brother. a power back row. So his brother is at six. Yeah. yeah. Juan Martin. Um, what's his name? Have we just said? Um, Chabal. We just said his name. Chabal. And the only player of the modern age to really make it would be Dan Braid. Yeah. L- Lund is a, a possibility. Because uh, he was around. He's not. The, the, the impact of Dan Braid in the last few seasons. How long was Pat Sanderson there? Oh, that's a great shout. So Pat Sanderson, when he was there, was the youngest ever pre- uh, Premiership captain. Wow. Really? Uh, was the, yeah. Does Gaskell not... He, he's not the, would yeah. he not sneak into in, in the row? Sale have had a lot of good oh, captain, haven't they? Gaskell is oh, a good, the, Gaskell's a good shout in the row, actually. Gaskell's a great shout. Right. And I'll tell you, the other one as well who we've completely missed out is Chris Jones. Yeah, he was a good player. He I know he, he was a good player. He, was, he, was, he sort of sullied his own reputation by being. Pete Anglesey was a solid premiership. Yeah. yeah, stalwart for sale. I bet a no, lot then, of sale fans might. You might pick, go you for pick, him. you pick your back row. So it's Braid, Fernandez, Lobby, and Chabal. 
Oh, and we miss on Nick, we, we miss on Nick Rouse. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Bruno, me and Bruno just, just pointed to Nick Rouse on the uh, on the list of notable former sale players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he oh. is superb. I wouldn't put it past me selecting my own brother, but may, maybe you'll get in with the London the Irish. London team. Irish. Uh, yeah. Right. So your back line then. Okay. So scrum off is scrum off is difficult, and a couple of sale fans have actually put down Wigglesworth. Yeah. Well, Wigglesworth is fine. Very yeah. good player. Do I think he's better than Dwayne Peel? Absolutely not. But, in my opinion, by far the best one, Brian Redpath. Brian Redpath, Redpath. brush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's so good. Done. Com- he's in. He's in. Uh, Sir, Sir Charlie. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it gets easy now, doesn't it? Your wingers, it's an absolute piece off. There's not, not even any competition. Is it? Is yeah. it, though? Uh, well, yeah. I said, I, the, the, well. The back three picks itself. Does it? Hanley, Quinto, Robinson. Me, who else would get into me, that? Let me tell you where I'm at here because you've missed one player who I thought was marvellous for them for many years. Rory, Rory Lamont, who I thought was magnificent. And I thought if I could move maybe Robinson to the wing or someone in, someone into centre. And the thing about Sale is they don't really have a long line of great 13s. Maybe Mark Taylor? Probably not. Maybe Graham Bond? Mm. Maybe not. I wouldn't accommodate Rory L- Lamont. No. I, I would no, keep those, I th- those back three. Luke McCarthy. Luke McCarthy, 12, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had shots for Josh Baxendale, 13, which I roundly laugh, uh, laughed off. Jim, Jim <laughs> Malander. Uh, Matthew Tate, was he? Uh, yeah, no, he didn't really one. do it. He wouldn't do anything. Yeah, no. he didn't do anything. Sale fans, help us out with the 13. <laughs> who should wear the 13 shirt? That's oh. the only area we've got a bit of a struggle. What about one of the two who's there at the moment? The Bash brothers. Andy Tuolangi. <laughs> Leo Tuolangi. <laughs> Andy Tuolangi. <laughs> 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 Liotta is a good player. Yeah. That's Liotta Liotta is a, in. Yeah. Uh, and then the fullback, surprisingly, no room for uh, Foden, which I, which I can live with. He was so good for sale back. Oh, he, he hardly he was played. so good. He hardly played for sale, though. Like, he, he was always the reserve scrum half, and then they experimented a bit. At no, but then when, when Robinson well, moved on and he, and he found himself in the team, he was just electrifying, electric. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah but they, not they for they long. constantly play, playing him at fullback, and he, despite his demi, said, I'm going to Northampton. He went to Northampton to play scrum half. Yeah, yeah. and they, they said his first England cap was off the bench as a replacement scrum half. But he would have played his rugby as as fullback. Oh, I can't believe it's been this long into the podcast before. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Talking about sale current players, how good do you think Josh Beaumont is going to be? I think, I, I genuinely think, if he moved to a different team and started playing lock, yeah. he would be in contention for England. He looks a genuinely real good player. Yeah, oh, he kind of, he kind of, he, he doesn't. Look, he's a lot better than he looks like he should be. If yeah, you, if you get I me. absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He breaks look, tackles when he looks like he shouldn't, and yeah. he's, he's a lot faster than he looks. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't look particularly athletic, but I think he might be might be a very good player. Do you think the worst looking in terms of athletic? Secondary partnership would be Lude Jaeger and Josh Beaumont. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thingy, um, Launchbury's got to be in there as well. Launchbury. But, you know, oh, you yeah. said if he moves to, to lock, he might be, you know, he might be in with a shot for England. He wouldn't be because if we're just looking at the England locks as they are, yeah. that's a powerful group of men. It, it, very much so. Very much so. And, and they're, they're all reasonably young as well. <laughs> none yeah. of them are. Where was eight? Who's he got in front of him? Um, ben Morgan? Ben Morgan, Billy, Billy Vonapola, and Nathan Hughes, Nathan Hughes as of yeah. next year. Oh, my word, he's a good player. <laughs> he, yeah, that is. I don't think he'll get in ahead of Ben Morgan and 
I, I think, think he'll, I think he will straight away. He'll get capped straight away, so? just, yeah, so yeah, yeah. just so we can't, just peeing around him. Well, it's what a shame he's not playing for Fiji at the World Cup, it is, this, isn't it? This year, yeah, because he's not going to have a stellar career with England. No it, matter, it does leave a bit of like, sour taste in the mouth. Yeah, doesn't he it? should be playing. You know, he should be playing in the World Cup. Yeah, if if it was any other country than England, I would be annoyed. As it's England, it's slightly more palatable for me. Yeah, which is it's hypocritical. <laughs> it's very hypocritical. <laughs> Right. Right. At one point, yes, it looked like Ben Jay. Morgan was going to go play for Wales, didn't it? Yeah. When he was playing for the Scarlets, and yeah, he'd be such a good player. Well, but both of them, Billy, <laughs> Billy and uh, again, Billy, after, yeah, after the Saturday, the I, I, I thought Dan ben Baker Morgan. might be ready to step mm. up, but he didn't have a great game. Yeah. And I think Ross Moriarty is the more likely one to make the squad. Yeah, because yeah. Gatland actually praised Ross Moriarty, and he didn't praise many players after Saturday. Yeah, well, Stuart Lancaster praised Matt Mullen. Uh, and then dropped him. Then dropped yeah. him. Yeah. Ashton, and then dropped him. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see on that one. We've not touched on Bledisloe. New Zealand. Bledisloe. Exactly that. What a game. Yeah. What a game. It was a, a cagey first half. Um, neither team felt like they really got going, partly because of the aggressive defence and like Australia's defence all the way through. Um, but partly, I think... They're just feeling each other out, and then in the second half, it was superb, wasn't it? Yeah. It was sensational. Michael Checker said before the match that the hoops and Pocock had forced him into that position with their performances off the bench and starting that they kind of forced it. And there was an interview with the two of them, and they they'd been saying how they'd been talking to each other privately about playing with each other together, and they just seemed like they had a bit of glee in their eyes, like they were really excited about just forming a bit of a partnership in the back row, and particularly in the first half, they just were all over the breakdowns, weren't they? Yeah. They made it, made it so, it, it, so it, difficult for New Zealand to retain their own ball, just even slowing it down. And that allows their defence to get into position, which allows yeah. them to get the line speed. That has to be the key to beating New Zealand as well. Yeah. Challenge them slow, at a breakdown. Slow them down. And well, McCall, you know, we... for the player he is, mm. not even he can out-muscle <laughs> the two of those boys together. Uh, we wax lyrical week in, week out about the core skills in New Zealanders, myself, in, myself included. But I have, I have had a little suspicion throughout all of this championship. They are, they've got a bit of a weak underside, and you know, I don't think that they competed particularly well in the scrum. No. Nope. When the proper over, he went. Uh, what's his name? I can't say his name. Kepu. Kepu. What's his first name? Uh, Sakopi. Sakopi. Sakopi Obviously, um, <laughs> he just he, he just breezed through three tacklers like they weren't even there. And the and Nick White. I think there are some. Nick I think White's try was he, the same. Yeah, well, I, I think I think New Zealand can beat you one way. I mean, they can beat you multiple ways, actually. But if you really take it to them, they do start to look a bit. Well, yeah, trial. and more than that, Australia's driving mall was going right up the middle of New Zealand. Their scrum, yeah, yeah. was dominant. Well, that is based on that Brumby's driving mall, which is ferocious. Yeah, it is. But it's unreal, and that's and that's carrying you know two smaller men in their back row. They still were dominant up front, and um, I yeah. mean, that, it, was, it sent out a big message ahead of the World Cup. Two, two small men, and they didn't have, um, what's his name, uh, Cameron, Will Skelton, Cameron mm. Skelton yeah. is his younger yeah. brother, Will Skelton, who you lose 25kg when he's yeah. not in, well, in the row, and I their scrum was still dominant. I tell you what, some that, some, some that came up in one play was this hit on Julian Surveyor by... Uh, by Hooper. Oh yeah. my oh, God! My word. I mean, he's he's a lot smaller. It's just his tenacity, and that runs through the whole Australian squad. Uh, they are <laughs> they're going to be a tough, tough side come the World Cup. It's it's really worth. Like, it, 
the four of us, we all support the teams in the same group as Australia. Yeah. This is very, very worrying. Yeah. Because you win that gr- you win that group and you have an easy you avoid South Africa and New Zealand until the end. You come second in that group and you play South Africa then New Zealand, assuming they win all their games. And if you don't <laughs> if you come third in the group, well someone's losing their job. My worry yeah, is correct. As a Welshman, I'm really worried now. The way Australia are playing, England at Twickenham, you know, they, they'll they'll get out of that group. Um, they won't. My, they will. <laughs> the Twickenham factor will be I, huge. Imagine how but, how much the whole World Cup bubble and excitement is going to deflate yeah. in England if we no, do go England out. No, England will come out. They'll come out top of that group, and then it'll That'll be go. Wales versus you Australia. Can't say because they're playing on a certain a certain patch of grass somewhere. That's going to mean that they get out of the group. I don't believe for a second. I think it's going to be Australia. It's going to be Wales. But the statistics no. don't lie. Yeah. You look, you look at home advantage in international rugby games, and it is big. The only team that it's not been good for was France. But you can't read anything into France at World Cups because yeah, yeah, because Just throw the rule book the, out, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what's going to happen? We're going to we're going to pontificate about all this great rugby, and France are going to win the World Cup final by <laughs> kicking three penalties. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Um, just one more point on the New Zealand Australia game. Um, Australia's kicking has been around fifty percent for the whole tournament. They've, they've used yeah. Yeah. they've used a few different players. They can't win a World Cup with that. Nick, Nick Phipps, who started the game, didn't play particularly well. No, his passing was awful. Yeah, but Nick White, when he came yeah, on, yep. he was superb, and he kicks. He's got ten points in the last ten minutes, um, so that solves that problem. And it's also, here's, here's a, another fact for you, since, since 2012, New Zealand have outscored their opponents in the last 10 minutes of games by 220 points to 70 in wow. the last 10 minutes. Wow. Fact. But in this game, Australia out, outscored them 10 to nil. And um, they were so composed. In yeah. the last, they didn't panic at all. I mean, knowing mm. that fact, knowing that uh, New Zealand outscored their opponents by three points to one, Yeah. With five minutes left when Australia had already scored ten points, I was expecting New Zealand to just yeah. try frenzy, so 30 points on the board. That, that is what I thought. I was I thinking thought. they'll be under the post, guys. It's right, we've been here before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And that's where, you know, World Cup World Cup wins count. But uh, like you say, they just um, Australia just took it to another level. Interesting, like Nick Phipps, I thought it was like watching Billy Twelve Trees passing. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of Billy Twelve Trees' missed passes into touch. It was like watching Mauro Bergamasco passing at one stage. <laughs> But no, they're going to be a force. They're going to be a force. <laughs> In terms of this weekend, do you think what, what are we going to? What do you think we're going to see? From, when does the team get announced for Stuart Lancaster? And what do you think we're going to see? Well, the, the French learn? the French squad has been named as in the twenty-five who will travel, but not who's going to be playing where. So you, you'd not really learn anything. The team will be announced probably Wednesday, Thursday from mm-hmm. from Lancaster, and I I would expect it to be. Similar to the Ireland Wales team, yeah. the, the, the fringe players, the, the fringe players, yeah. yeah. So he, he can really focus on those on the the hard decisions he's got to make. Yeah, absolutely. If he if he wants to choose between uh, Burrell and Twelve Trees, for example, yeah, he might put a couple Burgess. of combinations together, might and he yeah. might might look at a couple of partnerships that he wants to see. So yeah. if Burgess starts, if he plays, it is just such a farce. It's beyond comprehension. <laughs> It is beyond comprehension. When was the last time he played 12? Uh, uh, March well, time. Well, he will never play 12 again for Bath I'd, ever. Actually, I, t- I tell you what, he only actually started one game for 12 at Bath. 
He started, really? he started six six games at 13 and only one at 12. Maybe, wow. maybe that's why he's still in. Uh, who knows? Who well, knows? But do you know what? If there's if there's one guy who you sort of think can take the pressure and 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 who knows, maybe even deliver on it, it'd probably be Sam Burgess. He, no. every, everyone talks yeah. about him having an, an aura. Like people like Lawrence Delalio have come away from meeting him and said, I don't know what it is, but there's just something a bit special about him. I'll tell you exactly what it is. He's six foot four and he's a mutant. That is his aura. <laughs> um, in terms of playing centres, they are obsessed by thinking, if we wish and believe hard enough uh, that he can turn into uh, Tuolangi, he might turn into Tuolangi. He won't. He won't. No. Uh, and just the fact that they're keeping around, and they're even mentioning him in the same breath as, as Tuolangi, is, it, it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> well, I hope as an Englishman that I'm playing that a clip of this back on a, on the after a World Cup final victory. If England win the <laughs> World oh, Cup, think... you're going to have to put a lot of GB back. To, <laughs> you can just do a pod. <laughs> the demise yeah. of GB. It'll be. Uh, right, one final thing. Then we'll, we'll rattle through this quickly. Then we, we're continuing. We've forgotten to do it last week again. The, the World Cup A to Z. So we, we've got up to the letters S T U. So uh, what le- what do, what would you suggest? I've got a few suggestions for S. Okay. Uh, well, one, there's a few that I'll just throw away that probably won't get picked. Shirley Bassey um, doing the <laughs> opening ceremony World, Cup, World in Union song with Bryn Terfel. Uh, there's the South African Airways. Do you remember before the final against New Zealand in South Africa when they, no, Tim. F- they flew no, the plane no, right over no. the stadium just before kickoff? <laughs> you can't have that. You can't have that because you wouldn't allow Qantas in. You're not having South Africa Airlines. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Chabal's already got a mention before. Serge Blanco, Andrew Sheridan, the way he demolished the Australian um, scrum yeah in 2007 2007 Stephen Donald getting uh, sneaking into the World Cup team and kicking the winning points for New Zealand so I don't know if there's another suggestion you've got off there uh, we had South Africa yeah, before, Springboks, spring, spring yeah. South Africa. But What about the Stephen Donald story? Because it's such a rare, unique World uh, yeah, Cup story, isn't it? I do love it? that story. I love it. What was, he, what was he doing at the, when he got the call? White bait fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and when, a few uh, when, beers, when, uh, when Henry called him to ask him to come in, he said, make sure you bring some white bait for the boys. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Why uh, didn't Henry put in the call to um, Nick Evans? Looking back at it. Surely that would be his better option, no? Uh, yeah, at the time. He was the second best 10 in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But where yeah. was he? You know, he, he was, was in Harlequins, yeah. yeah. He was, uh, yeah, yeah, Harlequins. That was it. Uh, letter T then. Tim Horan. Tim Horan. Thierry Dussatois. Thierry Dussatois. Oh, Ooh, wow, for that yeah. match. Yeah. And for captaining the the, the least well, coach side cap- in the world acting in slash coaching yeah. slash yeah. managing player manager yeah to the to the world cup final I'd in 2011 Tonga down. Can you, oh, Tonga. Oh, i remember when they did the hair dye thing in 2007 that was good as well yeah I, 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 just on the on the least coach side in the world it says a lot about the french players and exactly how good they were cuz can you imagine what would happen to the welsh the welsh team <laughs> without gatland <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not even convinced 15 players would shut up on time. Be a hell of a party, though. I think there'd be quite yeah. a few of them impaled on trees <laughs> around Wales somewhere. In the lead up to the 2007 World Cup, apparently they went to Australia, didn't they? And that was a, just a boozy, boozy <laughs> tour with uh, well, Gareth Jenkins. When they when they got there, apparently uh, Gareth Jenkins just told them to go off for 48 hours. We don't want to see you for 48 hours. Just go and enjoy yourselves. Team team building. Yeah. In uh, wow. inverted commas, 
Wow. Did well, you the... tell me the story about Gavin Henson going away for 48 hours and showing, back, showing up in a suit? Yeah, so he, he turned up, apparently, they were doing... Um, after the game, they went out. And they, I think they drew with Australia, and they went out, and um, the next morning, apparently, they had pool recovery, and the pool was on the top of the hotel. And Gavin Henson turned up. It say pool recovery is like one o'clock. He turned up at like a minute to one. And uh, the con- fitness conditioner said, you know, we've got pool recovery now. It starts in a minute. And Gavin Henson just jumped. He was in his suit from the <laughs> night before, just jumped in the pool and did his pool recovery in his full suit. <laughs> Apparently, it was just absolute carnage. <laughs> what a boy. What a boy. <laughs> the, uh, no, the only other letter T that we could have is TMO, that whole Quato T- try. Oh, yeah. I don't know if a TMO has been used in many other World Cups. Like I can't to, remember. To that, that, was, that was so... I remember at the time I was uh, drinking a pint of Guinness and when he, he, I thought he scored in the corner, I like threw both hands up in the air, one of which was holding a pint of Guinness and a full pint of Guinness landed on a chap next to me who was wearing a brand new white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good World Cup 07, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Because all the, all the games were the right time. Great games, yeah. All the games were... It's France. They were like... Evening games. Was it Matthew Tate that made that break for that? For that? Yeah, Matthew Tate. Yeah. Matthew Tate. I think came England off the bench really in the final well to get to the 2007 World Cup final. In fairness, yeah. Considering they lost uh, a group game, yeah, oh, to, badly, to South Africa. JB's and... been cut off. Oh, JB's been cut off. Never mind. We'll finish the podcast with that. We'll go Thierry Dussatois then for, Thierry that, for that performance, and then the letter U then. Hmm. I had Uruguay because it just came into my head. <laughs> I know they played in '99 um, in Wales, but uh, yeah, Uruguay. Yeah, that's, that sounds good to in, me. In well done. <laughs> Someone must have something better than that. Good. Yeah. Uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, that's where you can get in touch with us. Um, right, so I'm going to say we'll do. We'll wrap it up and then. Yeah. Uh, we've lost JB. His we must have got cut off. Either we've used up his credit on his. Uh, Hospital phone, or I don't know, or maybe a nurse has come. Good and... dedication to the pod, though. Fair play. Yeah. I saw him an hour ago, and he looked groggy. I, I spoke to him ten minutes before the pod, and I was like, "This is not going to go ahead. Yeah. He'll be asleep in ten minutes." He is a coper, though. Fair play. Yeah, he's, he is a professional podcaster. Yeah. it's like a it's like a movie scene, like <laughs> impaled on a tree, and I've got to get myself off, but it means falling six feet onto my head. Uh, it's just unreal. It is we. <laughs> Once we knew he was okay, we, we did we did laugh to him. <laughs> yeah. God, uh, right. Well, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll JB's recovery will continue on next week's podcast. Bryn, thanks for stepping into the breach. More than welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank nice one, much. Phil. Cheers, Tim. See you next time. Bye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.